What's up, everyone? Corey Carter here, and today we are joined by Ryan D. Lee for part two of this little mini-series. Corey, day one was awesome. I cannot wait to dive right in to day two. Well, without further ado, let's get to it. If you are like we were, stuck and searching. There is so much out there. We were searching and searching. So we decided to follow our passion of helping people achieve their goals, helping others that are feeling stuck. On this podcast, we plan to cut through all that noise, give you actionable steps from highly successful people so that you can have better foresight through others' hindsight. This is Hindsight Hacking. Guys, we're so excited to bring you part two of this amazing interview. If you haven't checked out part one, go check out yesterday's episode. But now we're going to bring you right in to where we left off at part two. Right on. All right. <clears throat> you know, all of us are, well, not all of us, many people have lost their jobs. Yeah. Or laid off, uh, in my case, furloughed, as it's called. Yeah. Right? So we're, is that happening to me? No, it's it's... It's a time for me now to go and learn and improve myself and, uh, and, and figure out a way to move forward, right? It's, whereas I'm sure others are like, why is the world falling down, right? And different. So, um, so I was watching uh, your inner circle presentation you and, and Brad were doing, um, and, and a comment was made about as you guys figured out who you wanted to serve. And, and I think it was like, well, you're trying to help them with money so you can help everyone. Yeah. Right. Can you walk uh, our audience a little bit through that story? Yeah, it was, man, I tell you what, it was really interesting. So here's, here's kind of a little bit of backstory on, on who we are today. You know, our strategy has never changed. So, you know, once it was working for me and once it was working for Brad, Brad and I actually met each other inside of a mastermind, right? I realized that I was the thing, I was the person standing in the way. So I started doubling down on mindset, skill sets, and networks. And I was living in Colorado, right? We were talking about this before the podcast. I was living in Colorado and I joined my very first mastermind. I was scared to death, but I joined my very first mastermind. There were six guys in that mastermind and Brad was in that mastermind. And out of the six guys, um, you know, Brad and I just immediately connected. We had, you know, very similar values. We wanted to move faster than everyone else in the group. And so we broke off and kind of started our own mastermind. And we, we, you know, in doing that, we started sharing our personal financial plans, what was working, what wasn't. Brad is a genius with numbers. I mean, Brad, it's kind of like Neo in the matrix. He can just see the world in numbers. And so he helped me prove out a lot of the stuff I was doing and eliminate some of the stuff that wasn't working for me. And between me taking action and him proving it out, we just started taking massive action personally. Now, once we left the corporate world, I left the corporate world, he left his business world, and we started Atlas Wealth Solutions. That's where we started. Our strategy is exactly the same today, but we did it for about four years. We got about a thousand clients and we had lots of amazing results. Now, what we decided is once we had all these results, we had to take this message further and wider. And we, we never were marketers, right? And I, we're, we're starting after five years now to maybe adapt a little bit of this marketing mentality. 
But we decided to, again, double down on mindset, skill sets, and network. And we realized the thing that was standing in the way was those three things. So that's where we joined Russell Brunson's inner circle. You know, we were trying to figure out a way to get our message out there. And, you know, I'm uh, one of our friends who works at Agora, he's like, you know what, you guys should read this book, Dotcom Secrets. I read it in a day and it felt like a light shining on my head because up to that point, we had been hiring traditional marketers and like traditional marketers do, they got us traditional results, which basically suck. And so, you know, we, we were handed this book, Dotcom Secrets, and it was the exact opposite, right? And we realized, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So I immediately got online. I looked up this dude, Russell Brunson, and he looked like a 12-year-old. I think he still does. But I was, I was like, okay, well, we got to go check this guy out. And it just so happened that, um, you know, he was having his annual events like in two weeks. So I bought tickets, right? I just bought tickets and I told Brad, hey, clear your calendar. We're going to San Diego. And in San Diego, he pitched the inner circle. And we were both scared to death to write that big check, but we wrote the big check. And I'll never forget the first time we stood up in the inner circle and we presented our business. And you guys have been involved with us now long enough to know that what we do is not traditional. And so much of what we do is uneducate, break down the barriers and help people eliminate most of the chaos. But we stood up in our very first inner circle meeting and every single person in that room said, you should not do that. You can't market that. No one will understand that. No one is going to take that. There's 10 other things you could do over here that are going to make you money so much easier and faster. And man, we went home a little bit dejected, but Brad and I sat down and said, what are we committed to? I don't want to sell and sling crap. That's not what we're committed to. We are committed to freedom. We are committed to empowering people. And no matter what it takes, that's who we're going to become. And for the next four years, there was one year that we went to Boise 11 times in one year. Okay, so we, we doubled down massively on mindset, skill sets, and network. And it took us four years. But man, after four years, we had this message down pat. And the great thing about it, we never deviated or changed. So we just kept bringing in clients and testing and testing and testing and tweaking and tweaking until we had it. And once we had it, man, it just, we knew who we wanted to talk to. We knew what we wanted to say because by saying some of the derisive and definitive things that we say, most people think we're crazy and that's fine. Most people run as fast as they can from our message, but the few who hear it, they tell us, man, I feel like you've been talking, like you came from the back of my mind. I've, here, I've, I've been searching for you guys for so long and your words just rang true to me. And that's who we want to talk to. We want to talk to the people that are ready and willing to take action, that are wanting to rise up. They just need a, a path and a plan to do it. That's who we talk to. That's what we focus on. We know we'll never be the biggest names and that's not what we want to be. We want to be focused on people that are willing and able to take action. And when we sat down and put all of this together, man, we worked with an amazing branding agency. And man, at first I was kind of frustrated because they spend a half day talking to me about my favorite foods and what I do for fun and all this stuff. I'm like, guys, this is dumb. Just give me a logo. What the heck are you doing? But in throughout all of this, I realized I'm just talking to me. And that was probably the most empowering thing in relaunching Cashflow Tactics. I just want to talk to people like me. If you're not like me, then that's fine. Go hang out with mutual funds and traditional financial planners and lament over who's in, you know, sitting in the Oval Office and the chaos in the world. If you're going to be like me, let's talk about solutions, not problems. Let's talk about abundance, not scarcity. Let's be the proactive solution and not wait for the solution to come to us. So uh, I got goosebumps. Can't see them. So you're, you're close. <laughs> I appreciate it, Ron. Uh, there, there's a couple of things that kind of spoke to me. Um, one, to have the courage and guts to not listen to those people in the inner circle, because most of the people kind of know who are in that, right? And yeah. I think probably 90% of people would go, 
all right, let's rethink this and run towards something else. Yep. So major props to, to you and Brad. Uh, the other thing, and I think if people didn't catch what you said, I think it's important to repeat it. Um, and it's something that I think we all struggle with, especially if we're doing this style of business is the who. Who is the person you're talking to? Yeah. And is it okay if it's that one person? Yeah. And, and what's, what's ironic is most of the people started something, did something, talk about something because of something they've personally experienced. And there's enough people out there that you can make a, a world of impact if you just talk to yourself. And your who is you. Yes. Maybe, maybe 10 years ago, right? Yes. yes. Um, but I think that's so important. Um, so those two things I, I definitely wanted to call out. And then for the people that can't see it, I, I have to ask, the Triangle logo. So you yeah. just said people talked with you and I've been in those, those crazy rooms where they ask you all these questions and you're like, this makes no sense. And then they give you something and you're like, oh my gosh, you know me so well. What does the Triangle logo represent? Oh man, this is a good story behind this. Okay. So when Brad and I, and, and like, I want to go back a little bit on this as well, because, you know, Ron, you were saying a few things in there. I don't believe, I don't believe someone can long-term lead what they're not living, period. You can't lead what you're not living. And so for Brad and I, when we started all of this, and this is why we were so committed, this was, I mean, I joke around about it, but it's true. We built Cashflow Tactics for me. I was stuck. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to become free. I didn't know who I had to become. And this was built out of trial and error. This was built because I wanted to be free and Brad wanted to be free. And along the way, we found other people that wanted to be free as well. So what I told you earlier today, we have a principle-based approach to achieving financial freedom. It's broken down into a, a core set of principles. And the great part about that, no matter when I talk to you, whether it's the coronavirus like it is right now, or the stock market is going through the roof or whatever's happening around us, we can come back to these core principles and we can align ourselves with principles to get results. Now, once we have the principles down, we need a framework to be able to say, how do I plug those principles using my tools, my resources, my goals into a framework to help me become financially free in 10 years or less? And the, the triangle behind me is that framework. So when we go through a game plan, there's three levels, right? Three levels that we take people through. Of Number one, your best investment is making money, right? Investing in your mindset, skill sets, and network. And that sits at the foundation. You can see the triangle behind me right? We've broken that apart because that is the foundation. You are your best investment. And the more you can double down on that, the faster your game plan will go. Once you've made money, and this is the crazy part, once we finally got our message down, it took us like three years. And we would go up to the inner circle every six months and we would throw our message out there. And, and most of the time people are like, ah, I don't get it. That sounds too hard. And Russell, would, his eyes were kind of rolling to the back of his head. But one day, one day we stood and we delivered a message and everyone in the inner circle stood up and applauded. They gave us a standing ovation. Russell was on the edge of his seat the whole time. And after three years of trial and error, testing, 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 we knew we had the message down. And at that point, once we had the message down, now we knew how to peak curiosity. Now we like, now everyone was coming and talking to us about how they could implement this inside of their personal financial strategy. And I thought in the beginning it was going to be really easy. Because if we've got all these inner circle people, 
All we have to do is say, okay, look, we're going to take all the money that you're making and we're going to do a couple things with it. And then you're going to be free. Voila, right? Six months. But the crazy part about it is making money. The skill set of making money is the exact opposite of what it requires to keep the money that you're making and turn it into cash flow. And so when we sat down with entrepreneur, entrepreneur after entrepreneur, you know, two comma club winner after two comma club winner, I knew what they were making, but guess what? They had nothing, nothing to show for it, right? Their business bank accounts, their money went right back into the business. Sometimes they made money, sometimes they lost money, sometimes Facebook was, you know, friendly to them, sometimes it wasn't. And they were on this constant roller coaster, up and down, up and down, up and down. And many entrepreneurs I saw were getting burned out, whether they loved their business or not. The fact that they constantly had to show up and grind in their business, it just wore them out. Right. And so in the long run, we realize it's not what you make, it's what you keep. So that becomes the second layer of this pyramid is foundation is you making money. Second level is taking chips off the table, make money and then keep it, make money and then keep it, make money and then keep it. And then the third level of it is turning everything into cash flow. And so it's just this framework to say, okay, look, we have three steps that we have to walk through. And honestly, once you start implementing it, it gets kind of boring. And that's the point. It's easy. Don't focus on your financial plan. Go live the life that you want, right? Your financial plan should work relatively on autopilot. You just make money, keep it, and turn it into cash flow and repeat the process. And so that's where the, what the triangle is. Everything for us centers on a game plan. We sit down with people one-on-one -on -one and take the principles, take their goals, take their resources, and plug it into a game plan and say, here's your path to financial freedom. And it's all built using this framework of what we call the wealth pyramid. I am in the middle of uh, going through the wealth pyramid training, actually. Yeah. So um, it's, it's really good stuff. And, and I was a, a prize given from when you guys launched your, your podcast. So yeah, I'll tell you what, man, it's uh, we've, we've been testing, man, here, I'm going to give you a little insider story on this as well, just to show you how corrupt the financial services industry is. Um, and when I say corrupt, I mean, you know, most people, they're just out there to make a buck. They don't care if you're free or not. They don't like the more stuck you are, the better, right? Cause you just keep coming back over and over and over again. Or they, and, they just teaching what they, what they've been taught. Right. So, and that's it. They, but like, they know the results, they know that it's not working. And, and, and honestly, the people that are financially free, like whether they're teaching traditional finance or not, those people got free, not because they're doing what everyone else is doing better. They're doing the exact opposite. Always. That's always the case. Um, but we, we, you know, once we built this out, we hadn't launched Cashflow Tactics yet, right? We were still in the incubation phase with our, you know, thousand clients. We'd been testing this out. We had the framework built and we sat down with uh, uh, um, one of the wealthiest people we've ever met who's a publisher inside of the biggest publishing network um, out there. I'm not going to throw any names out there, but so we sat down with him and we actually walked him through this process. We walked him through the wealth pyramid at a dinner one night and he sat back and he's like, just listening, listening, listening. He's like, you know what? You're exactly right. I've never heard it explained like that, but that's exactly how I became free. And we were so stoked because we're with one of the, um, the biggest publishing group out there. I mean, they have lots of different ways that they publish, but we were sitting with one of the most prolific publishers and authors out there. And he agreed with everything we said. And so the next step was, well, how do we get it out to your audience? And he's like, we'll never publish that. <laughs> and we were blown away. Why? Why won't you, you just said this works? You just said this is exactly how you do that. He's like, because people don't want that. People don't want that. That's how he built his wealth. He saw exactly the framework work for him. He does exactly that same thing. He reaches millions of people, but people don't want that. 
And man, at that point, that's when we were just livid. We were so ticked off leaving that event. Oh man, we were so ticked off. And that's when we did double down and decided, okay, no matter what it takes, we're going to figure out how to get this message out there. Wow. Crazy. All right. Um, so to, to stay true to form of our show, one of my favorite questions I get to ask, um, and, and it's in relevance to hindsight. Uh, you were the guinea pig. You've made lots of mistakes. You said uh, from, from the, the market to the, the side hustles, like all that stuff. Um, you know, so if, if you could actually go back and, and uh, give yourself some advice, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. If you could go back, what advice would you give? Uh, and, and, you know, kind of when would you have gone back to? Yeah, you know what? Um, I've asked myself that so many questions, right? so many times because, you know, I told you a little bit, I dropped out of high school. I, I messed around in life for a long, long time. However, I felt like I'm kind of one of those stubborn people that has to learn things the hard way. I mean, people could tell me over and over again, until, but until I like bang my head on the wall enough and realize this kind of sucks, I don't know, I don't know how to change that about me. But, um, you know, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned over the years is to be in the present moment, to acknowledge and to enjoy where I'm at today. And this has been a, an amazingly difficult challenge. As easy as that sounds, for people like us, and I would imagine for many of the entrepreneurs listening on this show, we are all future-based people, right? We're all pushing towards the next target, the next outcome, the next big idea, the next thing. And I'm still very much that way, right? I'm always pushing for something. And I'm always driven to achieve that next target. But in the beginning, when I first started launch or, you know, developing this financial strategy for myself, I took all of the tactics that we talk about of how to become free, but I never gave myself permission to be free. And three years into my personal game plan, I was still saying, okay, when I have XYZ houses, when I have XYZ cash flow, when I have all these things, then I'll give myself permission to build and live a life that matters today. And I remember this happened you know, and every time I hit a target, like I just pushed the target further out. Okay, I hit that one. That kind of sucks. Now I'm going to get this next one and this next one. And it just was this constant roller coaster. And I remember one day we had just moved in to our very first, well, it was our second home, but it was our very first real home. It was the place that we decided we just moved back to Utah. You know, I, Brad, now we're starting this business and we decided we're going to stay here. We're going to get this business going. And we moved into a house. And when we bought the house, right, um, I, we had a kitchen table that my parents gave us. We bought a bed for every single, every single room in the house. So, you know, the kids weren't sleeping in sleeping bags and the house came with a couch. It was apparently they, they kind of refinished the basement and they couldn't get the couch out. So the house came with a couch. And for three years, we lived in that house and nothing like that was just it. We didn't add any more furniture. We didn't add any, anything else to it. And I remember every year my wife was saying, Ryan, our kids are growing up. Let's, let's get a swing set. Let's put it, you know, let's do these things. Let's make the house a home. And I remember one day she talked to me about this picture that she wanted to put up. And I blew up. I mean, when I say blew up, I didn't blow up. But like I, I said, do you understand if we took that $60 and we put it into this strategy in 10 years, we would have X amount of houses and it would grow to this big thing. And when we have that, then we'll get the picture. And she went off. And I'm so glad she did. She went off and she exposed the three year, like the not three years, like seven years of just financial chaos I've been putting her through. And um, she helped me realize a very amazing point at that moment that life isn't lived in the future. Life isn't one day, life is today. And at that moment, I shifted everything that we do and every target. So our, our game plan is built on 90 day targets. What's the one thing you need to do over the next 90 days? But at the end of that 90 day, you celebrate. And those celebrations don't have to be big, but you celebrate 
who you're becoming and the life that you have right now. And over the years, the celebrations have become really a part of our lifestyle. And I love sitting down with my wife right now because finance used to be a major sticking point for us. It was difficult, right? Because we wanted different things. And I realized through all of this, we wanted the same thing. I, she wanted to live in the present moment. I wanted to live in the present moment. I just needed permission to get there. And so now when we sit down, we ask ourselves, what do we want? What's standing in the way? What do we have to do to get it? And how are we going to live a prosperous life today? And sometimes it's not big. Sometimes it's just a $60 picture. Sometimes it's a family vacation, but it's building and living a life that matters today. And the odd thing about it, I can never put, you know, I'm an, I'm an investment guy. I can't put the return on your investment that you're going to get from living a purpose-based lifestyle right now. But what I can tell you is for me, over these last several years since we've been doing it, that fuel and that fire, I bring that, that back to my financial plan and it makes me even more committed to building it, to sustaining it, and to growing it so I can constantly live a life that matters today. It doesn't mean I live extravagant. It doesn't mean I live beyond my means. It just means I build a financial plan that serves me today and I build it as a lifestyle, not as a destination. Now, I think you said a bunch of things uh, that resonated with me. One was about uh, permission to live in the now, right? Um, because I'm a, I'm a very future-based person, uh, quote unquote, the dreamer, right? Yep, the yep. I'm there with you, man. We're up in the clouds, dude. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I've always lived in the future, right? I'll, I'll get there someday. I'll get there yep. someday. And then something clicked, gosh, a couple years ago. And I was always the new car guy. I wanted a new car every single year. That was what I wanted. Um, and then I was like, you know what? Think, you know, at that time, my wife and I had two brand new cars, you know, $1,200 a month in payments. And I was like, what if we just sold that and became debt free? What would change? Yeah. You know, and, and my wife is, you know, I, I was blessed to have someone that is not the shopaholic, doesn't want to spend money. She's the financial person of our household. Um, I, I'm the spender. Um, and she was like, okay, so time out. You're saying you want a used car? And I go, yeah, I mean, I want a newer used car. I just want a paid off car. If it's a brand new car, but it's paid off and I don't have a payment, I want that. Yeah. So, so we, we, sold all, we sold our cars. We got two used cars, you know, and I was like, all right, so what cars – will be around that we can her dad works for toyota and i was like let's just get kind of the newer older lexuses still a toyota he can fix them still a nice car kind of fits both needs but they're paid off yeah and so we did that and it changed some things right very very quickly because now all of a sudden there was income that didn't go away and, and then we started looking at things also a little bit differently. Okay, let's get rid of all our credit cards. So then the only thing that we had left was the house. And that was just a crazy feeling because I've always been the, you know, the credit card guy. Yep. Always been the credit card yep. guy. And then the other, the other thing is that permission to live in the moment. How? Because I still struggle with that. I still struggle with, you know, I've got, I got three little kids and, and I want to spend time with them, but something gets in the way. I got to go do this. I got to hustle this. I got to go do that. Um, and then all of a sudden it's bedtime. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll do it tomorrow. And I, and I have to believe there's so many other people out there that struggle with the same thing. How and when 
did you give yourself that permission to do that? And what triggered that piece? Cause I haven't got that piece like as much triggered in as I wanted to, or I should. And that's where I'm personally struggling as well. Man. So I tell you what, when we launched cash flow tactics, we debated on this back and forth, right? Because this is what I'm passionate about. I, I, Brad loves the numbers. He loves the spreadsheets. He loves, you know, and, and we're, we're a really good combination. I like the tools that get me the outcome. That's what I want. I want the tools, the system, and I want the outcome, right? And the outcome is living a purpose-driven life. And so when we built Cashflow Tactics, there's four, there's four P's, four elements of Cashflow Tactics. It's production, right? You're your best asset. It's protecting what you make. And then it's profit, turning it into cash flow. But then the last one is prosper. Prosper is the underlining message. And we have a whole section inside of our education of what we call the five currencies. Right here on my desk, you can see I have targets for each one of the areas, areas of my life that, that matter right now and how I'm investing both financially and personally to build and live a life that matters right now and how my financial plan is a tool to facilitate that, not a destination for one day. And again, life happens for you or it happens to you. Shortly after 2008, um, you know, I lost everything in, in, in the stock market and that's what caused me to go down a different path financially. But shortly after that, my oldest son had to have an open heart, an immediate emergency open heart surgery. And I'll never forget that moment uh, because at that moment I was disconnected from my family. At that moment, I wasn't the best spouse. I wasn't the best father. Um, and it re really, I remember, so we, we brought him back to Utah for this surgery because there's an, a, a world renowned surgeon here at the uh, children's hospital up here and <clears throat> where the university of Utah children's hospital is, there's this bridge and it's full of windows and it connects one side of the hospital to the other side of the hospital. And it looks out over the entire Salt Lake Valley. And I remember, um, wheeling my son in his wheelchair, uh, after a surgery and we looked out over that bridge. We looked out the windows and it was late at night. All the lights were shining and uh, I was just racked with guilt. Now he's four years old. He didn't know. Um, but I asked him what, you know, what he was going to do with this new life that he had. And I can't remember what his response was as a four-year-old. He was going to build something with Legos. I'm, I'm not sure. But it was a question to me. What was I going to do with this life that I've been given? Because I never know when it's over. Um, I think right now everyone's scared, right? Right now we're talking during the coronavirus and everyone's scared. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, but I know what today is. And so for me, from that time forward, I committed, I committed, I committed to putting first things first. And part of what we talk about in Prosper is <clears throat> we call it winning the day. Your best investment needs to be made in the morning before the day even begins. Be intentional. Right, because if we're not intentional, our the biggest resource that we have is our attention, and society is conspiring against us. Whether it's, you know, whether it's by design or malicious or not, like our attention is just gone. Right? There's problems. There's social media. There's phones. There's email. There's employees. There's coronavirus. There's all this stuff. And if we let it, our atten attention is gone, and the day is over, and we tell ourselves, "I'll do it tomorrow." And then tomorrow happens and then a week happens and then a month happens and then a year happens. And what I've talked to now thousands of people, man. And the number one thing that they tell me is they tell me that they've lost everything they care about in the pursuit of money. And I know what that feels like. And so this entire movement is based off of building and living a life that matters today. And I promise you, I can never, I've asked Brad many times to build me a spreadsheet that will show the return. <laughs> he can't do it yet. Apparently Excel can't calculate a life return, but what we call it is a return on your attention, 
right? It's easy to measure your return on investments, but your best return is a return on your attention. And if you can combine those two things together inside of a game plan, your life will change fundamentally. Oh man, <clears throat> everybody needs to, to really learn your core four, right? And yeah. I know right now your, your podcast, you, you've done an episode on pro, produce uh, and, and protect. Um, so I hadn't really heard anything about the prosper side of things yet. So I'm like, you know, ready, sign me up, let's go. Uh, I was lucky enough on your giveaways and Brad announced my name to, to, that I won your, the Academy, I think it is. Awesome. I haven't seen anything yet, but the Academy with the game plan. And so oh, like, fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm so excited to yeah. jump in with you guys here. Um, yeah. So but in, I know we're in Academy, we've got, uh, there's like 10 videos in there on the prosper section where we actually walk you through this framework. Exactly what I'm holding up here for you how to set targets in the four quadrants of your life that matter. Well, I, I just, I'm blessed that I'm lucky enough to, to be in, included in that for sure. Um, but so I know we're, we're kind of running up on, on your time. So to, to be mindful of that, I have one more question before we really get into how everyone can find you and, and do all the fun things that they need to do to, to make their lives better. Um, but but uh, I've heard you guys talk about empire builders. Um, and if, if you could kind of sh- walk me through or our audience through, like what, what does that mean? And this is all you good marketers out there helping us brand everything that we do. Um, you mentioned the core four. Like one of the things that we did is we broke every tool, like every mental exercise that you take yourself through, we broke it all down into tools. And we named and branded those tools. So you can say, look, when I'm investing, I'm going to use the core four to analyze this investment to make sure it meets the criteria that I'm looking for. But the other thing that we wanted to talk to is we wanted to talk to our people. Our people are empire builders because they're building their empire. And that empire might be just you. That empire might be you and your extended family. That empire might be you and young kids. We have one person in our family, or not in our family, in our community, who's kind of in our family, but like her empire, she's passionate about her heritage and she's from Puerto Rico, and she just barely brought her parents up here, and I can't tell you how many times she's just, over the last two weeks, been so fulfilled because her financial plan allowed her to bring her parents up to the U.S. to live with her, and that's her empire. You are building your empire, and our financial strategy is not meant for one day, go fix your family, go fix your empire one day when you have enough money. It's building your empire now. So empire builders build and live a life that matters. Empire builders rise up, they take action. They are the people that are living free, living purpose-driven lives right now. And that's, Empire Builders just, it signifies who our community is. That's incredible. And speaking of your community, um, where can our listeners kind of plug in if they've, if anything resonated with you today, where can they find you? Yeah, I think the best place to, to find us right now is on Facebook. I mean, if they go to our Facebook, so we, we did all of this behind closed doors, for, for, like I said, for like the last seven years, we got results after results after results. We knew that it worked and we decided in 2020, we're going to open it up to anyone that wants to see it. And so inside of Facebook, we have a free Facebook community. In that Facebook community, you get a five-day financial freedom challenge that will show you, you know, the, one of the first principles that you're going to learn from us. And this is where you'll decide whether we're right for you or not, is we tell you 97% of traditional financial advice is dangerous, misleading, or wrong. 
So we're not gonna help you do the 97% better, we're gonna help you do the exact opposite. But inside of this challenge, you'll learn what's not working, you'll learn what does work, and you'll learn how to build a game plan so you can be financially free in 10 years or less. It's all free, right? And then at that point, if you wanna get involved in our community, there's offers to get access to our academy, the education, the training, all that kind of stuff. But the best place to kind of kick the tires for us is go to Facebook, Cashflow Tactics, just search us, we'll, we'll come up, or go subscribe to our podcasts. That's the Rise Up Live Free podcast on any you know, podcast player that you listen to. And that's where we just open up the curtains and we're real raw and relevant. I mean, we don't hold anything back. You guys can tell that from the way I talk to you. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to sell anyone anything. I'm trying to find people that want to be free and then lead them on the path. Yeah, it's in cashflowtactics.com also I know has uh, links to Facebook and yeah. among other things. But yeah, uh, yeah like Ryan, uh, I'm, I'm truly thankful that you took the time today to, to speak with us. And, and uh, honestly, like I love your podcast. I love everything that you guys are about. And uh, I, I can't wait to, to, to learn more and, and get involved in, in every way possible. Well, Corey, it was an absolute honor and a pleasure. Um, I don't take it lightly that you invite me into your community to talk to the people that you've built trust with. So it was a pleasure and an honor to be with you today. And uh, Ron, love, love hearing about you from Colorado as well, man. Our heritage goes back a long, long time. Ken Carroll Valley for life, baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, gosh, Corey, is this something else? Um, oh, you know, we didn't even touch base on the food thing. Oh, yeah, we didn't. Gosh. So do you want to talk about that or should we just leave that for another time? I don't know. We want to, like the time is now. We, we need... Sorry, folks. One more question, but yeah, um, I mean, because because yeah, you know, I'll I'll, I'll kind of tell you, and I, I I don't know if I'll keep this in or cut it out, but uh, you know, we we had uh, you know, we're booked out for what till July, but we talked with Colton, who's the anxiety hacker, and we actually like flipped him up to like last week's show just because everything that was going on. And, yeah. you know, we had already teased another show and we'll get them on later. But at the same time, like that's going to help our listeners right now, because I'm sure everyone had anxiety. So is this something that, you know, we just pushed to, to Monday? I mean, I don't, I don't know, Corey, we'll, we'll have to figure that out. But like, if you have a way that can help people, especially now with everyone hoarding, and I know the funny thing is the toilet paper, I still haven't really understood that, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, uh, it, it's, it's a real thing. Ryan, you got to share what your story, what, uh, you went and gave your neighbors. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, man. That was kind of funny. So, um, when all this stuff hit, you know, the craziness, yeah. we just broke out our food storage and, uh, we have lots of toilet paper in our food storage. And so we wrapped it up in like a gift wrap, right? And put a bow around it. And we just walked around to our neighbors and everyone got a gift wrap roll of toilet paper. And it was kind of funny, but man, we had some people that were literally crying and like, oh my gosh, I was down to my last roll. I'm using napkins from, you know, from, uh, from McDonald's. Oh, thank you. So uh, really quick, and we'll, we'll include this link if you guys want to do it. Um, at the base of this pyramid, we talk about a foundation. Yep. And this is the foundation that freedom is built on, right? And everyone, when they come to us, they want to talk about what's my best investment. You have no permission investing 
if you haven't built a foundation. And most people don't want to hear that, right? And when times are good, no one cares about that. But right now it's a, re, it's a reawakening and life is giving you an opportunity if you will allow it to take it and say, life is happening for me. Anything that you're having anxiety about right now, examine it, be with it and ask yourself the question, why? And then fix it, right? And fix it. And so part of what we talk about inside of our foundation is having insurance of all kinds, right? And I won't go into all the details of why, liquidity, right? At least of three months. So whatever your expenses are, you need to have three months of liquidity. So if and when something happens, you're prepared, right? And people right now realize they don't have enough money to survive a week, right? And that's scary. No wonder it's causing a sense of panic and anxiety. And where's everyone looking? Politicians. Go make $2 trillion worth of money appear out of thin air that we will never stop paying for. And let's, let's try to inject fake money into the economy to fix people's problems of un being unprepared. That didn't help anyone, right? It's like a Band-Aid. It's not a solution. It's not addressing the root, but have liquidity. If you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, have even more, right? I mean, we just shared with our employees last week, Brad and I inside of our company. So we have six months worth of operating expenses always on hand, liquid. And as our employees are scared and nervous, do they have a job? Heck yeah, they have a job. Right now, our message is needed more than ever. But even if it wasn't, we've already built six months ahead, right? And so have liquidity and then have a hedge against chaos, right? Anything that's, that threatens your personal empire because you're an empire builder, address it, right? You should have gold and silver, not as an investment, but as a hedge against the dollar. You should have food storage because of times like this right now, right? And so we have a whole training on this. We have a whole workbook, a whole strategy on this. Um, I'll, I'll include the link. We did a live seminar for our people about, a, uh, about six months ago out here in Utah and we walked them through this whole thing. And that's part of the foundation that you build. And it doesn't mean you have to have 10 years worth of food storage. You just build your foundation as you go, right? This is a, a process and a lifestyle, but man, I tell you what, um, life is giving everyone a wake up call right now. It's giving everyone a wake up call. And I, I, I hope that for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, they will heed the lesson. They will take the lesson and they will become stronger because of what's going on, not, not become more dependent. No, I agree. I mean, just the other piece that's happening to you in specific is you guys are having earthquakes, right? Yeah. Is that affecting yeah. you as well? Like, yeah, you know what? Um, and that's a really interesting thing, right? I mean, so we had, we had the biggest earthquake here in Utah, like two days after the coronavirus, like yeah. hit the pandemic switch. Yeah. And my wife and I kind of looked at each other and we laughed. Now, luckily we're safe. But uh, here's the crazy part about it, man. Um, we had an earthquake almost one year ago to the day. Oh, really? Okay. And yeah, I remember waking up and it was early in the morning and the house was shaking. And we had, like Utah doesn't get a lot of earthquakes. Now they've been telling us that we're on a fault line and it's any day, but no one listens to it, right? And I mean, we had a little earthquake and I, rem I remember immediately thinking, oh my gosh, I don't have earthquake insurance. Remember, this is part of the foundation. I felt scarcity in that. I felt anxiety in that because my personal foundation, my empire is here. I have several rental homes here in Utah and I'm taking all of that risk on myself. After that earthquake a year ago, I called up my insurance guy and they put a, a hold, no new earthquake insurance policies for six weeks. And I called them every day, every day, every day until I got it. I got the earthquake insurance and you know, 1200 bucks later, all of my properties are insured for the full year. And last week we had, a, it was 5.8 on the Richter scale earthquake. And again, the house was shaking, everything's moving, lots of damage to different buildings. And um, it was a different, feed, a different feeling. I didn't want to be hurt. I didn't want to be damaged, but guess what? I'd already prepared for it. 
yeah. right? I had insurance on all of my properties. I wasn't nervous about the financial disaster, the financial impact, impact because I already prepared for it, which allowed me to be in abundance, not scarcity. That's why you have insurance. That's why it's part of your foundation is it allows you to constantly stay in a sense of abundance. If not, you're in a sense, a state of scarcity. And that's what the entire world, world is in right now in scarcity and fear because no one is prepared. I think that's a perfect example. Man, we, I wish we could just talk for another four hours about this stuff. Get into the, what the four box to uh, spirituality and abundance in each one, right? Like yeah. mentally and spiritual and, and the, the piece is all there. But um, Round two, man. Yeah. Round two. Come <laughs> Round on. two. There we go. <laughs> yeah, Ryan. Uh, man, it's it's been a pleasure, and and uh, you know, definitely, thank you. So awesome. Yeah. Feelings are the same. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate you putting me in front of your audience, and uh, it was an honor today. All right. You have a great day. Say hi to the wife, and uh, we'll talk soon. Feel free to go to cashflowtactics.com to check out everything that they've got going on. I know this time people have a lot of questions around money. So check out cashflowtactics.com for more info. And as always, two takeaways. Man, there were so many takeaways on this one. I'm not sure how to boil it down to two. Uh, I guess number one, go to their Facebook group, get involved, start learning, Cashflow Tactics. Uh, look at on Facebook. They give a ton of value in there. So check them out there. And number two, prepare. Prepare for things. Um, make sure you have things so you're not caught off guard. How so many people were caught off guard with this when it comes to paper food, um, money, any of those things. But just make sure you're ready to go if any of those things happen to you. And make sure you join us for day three tomorrow where Ryan's partner Brad joins us. And we would just want to thank you for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community. Mm-hmm.